0: welcome to the podcast everybody we're on episode five and we will be doing another interview and our interviewer interviewee today is derek from van oaks props if you guys haven't checked him out you should we'll have his links down in the description below but uh last time on our concilium episode we did not introduce everybody so although we're not joined by hannah this time um we do have jeff here So, I am Jason. I am a co-host, and I am the one who runs the Science and Amusement Channel.
1: Steve, you want to tell me about yourself? I'm Steve, and
2: I'm a co-host. Why are you saying like very white right now? You're like, (laughs) what? I'm Steve, (laughs) (laughs) and then suddenly it's like, Hey, my name is. uh, (laughs) Hey, everybody, I'm Steve, and I'm. The coast. <laughs> you get really close I to the uh, Hey,
1: everybody. Oh, <laughs> hey. Oh, oh baby. For <laughs> the
2: bare necessities. <laughs> Simple bear. Oh, baby. Just that. Forget about your worries and your strife. Oh, man. Uh, now I'm hot now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you started it. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay got back to no. you no 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 no, okay. right. no you're doing sorry, good sorry. you're doing good i was just teasing uh, I was like whoa <laughs> why did your voice get so sultry i don't so know it, it does it. it's getting late in the day it just
1: there you so. go Right. right all right <laughs> i'm steve and uh i'm another co-host and yeah i'm did here channel and oh yeah right, yeah what do you do on am, your show? wait right there uh expedition, expedition steve, steve.
2: Expedition I do, speed. do
1: like POV video. Well, I used to. Now I'm doing more of um, the exploring kind. So Hiking, hiking and, and whatever. Cool. Yeah. I just uploaded um, the Kootenai Falls in Montana. I haven't watched so, it yet.
2: Yeah. I'm not even subscribed <laughs> okay. to you, which I'm like, oh my what? gosh. <laughs> I do. I know. Why, what is wrong with me? We're like buddies. Like why? It's all right. No, no. Right now, like. Okay. All right. All right.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll yeah. That video is up. It's pretty. It's a really fun hike. um I just recorded the whole thing. I I just put it up there, and yeah, sounds awesome. Cool. cool. Yeah, I like the last one you did
0: too. The, the Splash Mountain. Um, no, no, the other um, hiking, whether you or you're with your family,
1: the Cooper Falls, or um, what was the other one? I don't remember. Yeah, I think what. Was... Was yeah, there's a few of them.
0: I, I don't know. I
2: put whatever in. it was, but yeah. the yeah. one before the last, whatever <laughs> okay. it was, was really awesome. Just yeah, just I mean t- there, you know,
0: cool The one where you explored that abandoned house too—that was all fun. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, that was. And
0: that, that was time fun. you
2: robbed a Seven Eleven—that was yeah. a good too. <laughs>
1: And then so he's like, give me all your money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me your Slurpees. Give me your Slurpees. <laughs> I want a free Slurpee. You're like, it's free yeah. Slurpee Day. Sir. Well, okay, so Heyman just put out his um video with um Pixar. What's that? The, the hotel, right? Hotel. Yeah. yeah, Pixar Place. And I was like, I, I didn't know Disney bought C's candy. Oh, I didn't <laughs> know that either. The, the hotel is black and white, stripes. Yeah. It's like cease candy. Oh, okay. I was like, are you serious? Wait. Are we going to have cease candy at Disneyland now? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want my free candy.
2: <laughs> I will, well, that should be a Christopher Walken thing. Walk I want my. I it. want some free candy. Yeah, I want some. All p- like a Jewish,
1: uh, Connery. <laughs> yeah. you are. Uh, are you cold? Yeah.
2: Stomp your feet. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <old> junior, junior, <laughs> Indiana. We need the dog, Indiana. Uh, no,
0: no.
2: <laughs> I, for, I can't even do his voice now. You guys are cracking me. But that was that was your dog's name. I can't even do it. God, I'm so bad. Okay, I'll do you Next, t- next t- one. I'll do In your shites. <laughs> it was the dogs. Oh god, it's so yeah, bad. Yeah. Okay. I gotta quit. I gotta quit. That no, was uh it I'm was... better than this, everybody. I promise. <laughs> yeah. that was, uh, yeah. What
0: was that movie in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels? It was uh Ewan McGregor. He's like, Do you see him in your shite? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh <laughs> I didn't god. see that.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, so Jeff. So. Oh me anyway, yeah. that was me. Now How it's was you. Jeff turned. Oh, wow. Jeff.
3: Needs You're wearing
1: my shoes, Jeff. Who needs more cowbell? <laughs> Need more cowbell? I, I can't do it with that
0: one. I don't know why. But...
2: We'll work on it. That will be a year goal for us. We're all going to be seasoned voice actors by the <laughs> end of <laughs> a year from now. You voice. watch us, world. We're going to take yes. it over. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, uh, just, you know, they call me the goofy dupe. Because uh, I do a, a very fa faux fa fake whatever p five faux p five faux fum impression of, of Goofy. I'm a voice match for Goofy, and and it's not true. I I, I study the voice really hard, and and uh, but, oh gosh, well it's nice to see everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I'm happy to be here.
3: I hope you yeah, are happy. Having... Too. Oh, welcome good to the coffee. podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what's,
0: what's going on here? Zena. Zena? This is Xena. <laughs> she's being a little crazy dog right now. Yeah.
2: Ow.
1: I wanna eat you,
0: Zena, Daddy.
2: What's going on, doggy? <laughs> <your girl? laughs>
1: okay,
2: Duke it down. I am plug in my laptop. It's about to die. Boy, what a good oh, guy. What a what a weird way to start oh, start a show. <laughs> can take this yeah, guy my laptop anywhere. is already almost done
1: okay all right uh that was like me yesterday with our write-through video and i'm all talking and everything and then i see my usb plug is laying on the desk <laughs> it's not even plugged in my <laughs> no, mic that's... wasn't even plugged in yeah that's... <laughs> oh i've been there oh my gosh <laughs> well he, but he had the other mic on so it was fine yeah, my, my camera but... mic was on Still, That's though, too funny. it's like,
2: you know, yeah.
1: Anyway, on that note, who's our guest today?
0: Well, I already said that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, were you finished talking about
2: yourself? Oh, yes. Very much so. <laughs> okay. On with the show. <laughs> what about you? What about you? I did me. You did? Are you sure? Yeah. You want... Well, I didn't
0: say, like, what I said channel. All right. Okay, no. Jeff. Well thank no, you for week? introducing how's... yourself
1: and talking about yourself. Oh. How's your week? I'm six foot two
2: hundred <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, how's your week? Wait, 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 Jason. How's your week? How's your week?
1: Well,
0: my week Talk is uh is fine. Uh it was better than last week since we had like storms and trees came down and uh you know, I'm president yeah, of my no HOA, mom. so I had the situations to deal with. We had um people digging fiber optic lines for internet and they Oh man. Broke three different water mains and oh. yeah, just a lot to deal with. So but this week pretty good so
1: far anyway.
2: Yeah. How about you? I mean I think that was me could...
1: knocking on wood, so yeah. Me too. Hold so. on. There you go.
2: <laughs> that's extra
0: special. That, haircut. <laughs> that,
1: <laughs> that's the pirates thing in the line in the yeah. queue. Oh well yeah, the door. That door yeah Do you know that
2: joke? Door. no i didn't i had no idea you, you,
1: you had
0: that yeah. one
2: door and some people from me outside knock on it and see if the people tupus. inside will get it yeah, yeah. i remember so, something about like a a <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> well on that note yeah <laughs> let's get this thing started all right yeah let's go wizards
4: and witches wherever you dwell Give us a hint by ringing the bell.
3: Winds in the east is coming in. Like something is brewing about to begin.
0: candle blessed us with a miracle. Take it, Krunk. Oh, feel the
2: power.
1: Oh, I can feel it.
2: This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Pull the lever, Krunk. Wrong
1: lever. There's no mystical energy field controls my destiny. It's all a lot of simple tricks and nonsense. Well, I happen to be a wizard. A soothsayer, a prognosticator.
3: Some all-powerful Whoa. genie. He probably can't even get us out of this
2: cave. <laughs> yeah. Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, Lord Vader.
0: Why? Well, you're listening to the Discovered Magic Podcast. You will take off your shoes and relax. If you're following along at home and you happen to have a little drink by you, Drink along with us, and have a good old time. There you go. <laughs> it's empty. <laughs> well, cheers, everybody. <laughs> Be sure to get your drink filled before you drink it. If I did that, it would fall and spill. <laughs> All right, now it's time to get to our interview guest. Um, today we have Derek from Van Oaks Props. Yeah. Hi, Derek.
4: How's it going? Hello. It's going. It's going well. Going well. <laughs> trying to, trying to keep from melting here. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you just got back from Midsummer Screen, and you taught some classes, and I hear that went pretty well.
4: Yeah, it's always a, a super busy weekend, and it's a great opportunity to catch up with fellow Halloween enthusiasts and to, to meet new people and share the things that I know with them. And um, yeah, it, very busy, but uh, the best kind of busy. Cool. Yeah, we had some friends of the show down
0: there too, like uh, Justin Scard and our good friend Bob Kerr. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what kind of things, um, what, were you
4: just teaching classes or did you have a booth as well? We basically have a workshop space. We've, okay. we've worked with the team at Midsummer Scream since their inception. And they've always thought that sort of a haunter education type opportunity was really important to the overall convention. <laughs> and so for the last 10 years... I've been teaching classes, and it's it's usually stuff like foam carving and simple electronics to kind of um, help beginning haunters kind of get over that hump of, like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure that I can do this or not. Mm-hmm. And um, it's always a, a really interesting opportunity to, like, see that transformation in people as they go from, like, I've never used a rotary tool before to like walking away with a completed tombstone with whatever you know epitaph or saying that they want on it um, so it's it's always an interesting weekend to kind of see those things happen in real time.
0: Yeah. Do you have a lot of the same people coming back, or is it pretty like
4: different people every time or It's kind of fifty fifty. We've definitely had people come back second and, and third years in a row to, uh, to take classes again. It often depends on what it is that we're teaching. If it's a class they've taken before, they're not as likely to do it. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some, some people that are familiar faces. And oftentimes I've found that even when it's not people that are actually taking the class, I'll have people come by who have taken the class in the past just to say hello. Oh, maybe man. you know show me a picture of something that they made after the the first time that they had taken a class and, and whatnot and kind of a reminder that like the the stuff that that we're teaching them is useful for them and, and how they experience Halloween that's cool that's yeah cool um, so just in case nobody knows who
0: you are or what you do um. Obviously, you, uh, you you do props, <laughs> Halloween style props. You do um, a haunted, well, haunted yard, I guess. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done a walkthrough mansion or anything, but no. um, you do something every year in your house, in the front yard? or
4: Yeah, for the last 12 years, we've done what would be classified as like a yard display or a yard haunt, and it's very much inspired by... Disney's Haunted Mansion, which is my favorite attraction right. at Disneyland. And so it's your, your typical sort of spooky old graveyard aesthetic. Nice. Yeah,
1: cool.
4: It's, um, you know, low lighting and spooky music and the occasional moving object or two. Um, very kid friendly, just because there's a lot of, you know, young children in the neighborhood. And, yeah. and honestly, I've just never been a fan of gore in yeah. my Halloween mm-hmm. decorations. Just, you know, not my cup of tea. Yeah. I don't have any problems with it, but it's just not not what I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, we've been doing that for twelve years now. Nice. Wow. And um how I found you I I believe
0: was from Hollywood Haunters. They did an interview with you a while back. I think it was at your house. Yeah. Um, and I started following you, um, you have your YouTube channel, um, Ben Oaks props. And, um, I, I think I've been following you for at least a couple of years. Um, but yeah, like, like Jeff, I'm, I mean, I, I, I do my own stuff too, but nothing around what you get to. So I, I've actually learned quite a few things from you as well. So yeah, big time.
4: Today yeah, it was Educational. It's <laughs> so it's one of those things like, especially coming off the tail end of this past convention weekend um you know i've had my youtube channel for a couple years now where i'm doing a video every week you know it's been around for a lot longer but i you know wasn't doing it seriously and the experience that i had was people coming up to me and being like hey you know i watched your videos and was able to do this or that and was a really interesting experience this year. Um, Because I've been doing videos every week for the last three years. And last year's Midsummer Scream was quite different than this year's Midsummer Scream.
3: Mm.
4: There were definitely people that stopped by and said, hey, and I like your videos and whatever. But this year was a much different experience. People were like, pulling their phones out and showing me pictures and like talking me through how they did stuff or how they implemented something that they had learned from one of my videos into something that they made. It's like, it's crazy. Well, you know, cause like uh, as a quote unquote, you know, professional YouTuber, um, you know, I work by myself Mm -hmm. and inside of that bubble, you have no real sense of like, the impact that you may make on people who watch your videos right Right. and so that like Mm -hmm. very positive reinforcement that is a reminder that the things that i'm doing are important to people or have in some way improved how they experience the holiday or just you know as a maker across the board like it, it was really overwhelming. Yeah. Like it, I came home after the first night and was talking to my wife about it. And I was like, really got very emotional talking about it because you just, you never expect it. And then it happens and yeah. you're like, huh? Hmm. Like these dumb videos that I make in my <laughs> shop, you know, like, <laughs> because it's weird because you know youtube is all about like oh how many people have watched or how many people subscribe those things they're amorphous right yeah right right. just because someone's watched it doesn't mean that they necessarily liked it or that it meant anything or that it was helpful but to then have these one-on-one interactions with people um and and for them to tell you directly how much something helped yeah it's like <laughs> like it's so, you know, yeah, yeah. I kind of get choked up thinking about it because it's yeah. just an extremely unexpected right. side effect of right. doing something that I literally started doing because of a pandemic and being out of work. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, when I started making the signs too. So.
2: Well, and for me, I mean, it was sort of like when I think about here, I'll show you. You know, I'm I'm a. I'm an action figure collector guy, and I don't know what it is. I've just always been, but I'm like in my spare time. uh, And when I I say spare time, it's when it really is this little oasis that I have of building dioramas of collecting. And, you know, here's like a, here's my Ninja Turtle diorama. You know, I have, I have a whole sewer layer that I'm making, you know, and, (laughs) and honestly, it's. For me, it's it's just this little it's this island that I have. It, it's good for my health. It it gets me when life, all the other stuff around. This is this is the place that I go, that I could breathe. And I, I for the past year making these dioramas has been this place for me to where I'll watch YouTube videos in the morning. I'll wake up. Oh, how do I add texture to this? How do how are other people? And what I found is that it's this not only is this this little oasis for me that's just been this meaningful way that I can recharge and you know but I've found a a wider community of other people within this process that we share things and we share knowledge and we and, and it's we don't hold anything back and that's why mm-hmm. I love when I'm watching your videos today I'm like one of the shocking things to me was was Oh my goodness why is he giving all this wisdom away (laughs) you would think you would just like hold it close and (laughs) say no 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 buy it for me but but you were so willing to give away your 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 tricks and your techniques and i just think that's why i love this that's why i love doing my dioramas that's why i love you know being part of these you know, Facebook pages and communities that were, Mm -hmm. Hey, how did you do that? It's just this bigger community of people that are, you know, and this is your livelihood. Like this is, and why would you of all people be so willing to, to give away your, your, your tricks and your techniques. So I just think that's wonderful where it's kind of like, yeah, go go ahead.
4: No, no. I was going to say, I've always kind of had this thought, um, I basically want to die empty, right? Mm -hmm. We all have all of these things packed away. I gain nothing by keeping it to myself. Yeah. And by giving it away freely, I give an opportunity to somebody else to enjoy something that, that they're into. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And a lot of the things that i know are a result of people sharing with me you know and the the best way to do any of those people service is to to do the same in return mm-hmm. i love that
0: i think you know in general yeah. the maker community is is like that i mean we're all like-minded individuals who who love sharing and that's the reason we started these videos to the beginning yeah. and and sharing doesn't take anything away from what you're doing um in fact it it opens the door for more people to start doing it but some people just don't have the ability to do that and that gives you an ability to sell them something that they can't do i mean Mm -hmm. i know you you have your etsy shop i have mine you guys do stuff actually steve's got a laser now too so it really doesn't take anything away from from having a business at all Mm so yeah
4: no because you'll always have someone who there's kind of like two types of people there's the people that make things and only want to make things and then there's the people who could make things but may not have the time yeah Mm -hmm. because i believe that everybody is a maker right you know it's it's such a broad term um and And so there's you know there's room for all of us essentially um because, like I know as someone who sells like props and stuff like that to to collectors and and to enthusiasts, the photos that I get to see sometimes from people are like, "Oh, you know, I bought this thing from you, and I wanted to show you how it looks installed, and then they'll like show me this crazy Star Wars room that they've <laughs> built, yeah. Yeah, and it's like almost yeah. a little like, what did you need me for? Like you're <laughs> clearly doing a fine job on your own. Yeah. Um, but there was just like one of those things where it was like, well, you just happened to have the thing that I wanted, and it was faster for you to make it than for me to. Yeah, you know, I um
0: I was just telling this story. Um, so I make a sign from the Annabelle conjury movies, it's the the Warren sign, and. I had a guy that worked on the movie and he was gonna make himself one and um he was like, Your sign is like ninety nine percent accurate from what we used in the movie. I'm just gonna buy yours. <laughs> so it's like that's cool. That's like the best thing <laughs> yeah. you can know, hear. Like the actual guy who worked on the movie who was gonna make his own prop just bought mine because it was fine. Yeah. So yeah, kind of the same thing
4: yeah i put myself in the same boat for that too like there's definitely stuff where it's like you know if time and money was of no issue right i'd make the thing myself but there's plenty of stuff where i'm like oh (laughs) i'm (laughs) I'm just gonna buy that thing right there Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: because you know how sometimes in order there's certain things you know because you are you know an artist you're you think. I know how long that would take that thing, how long it would take me to do it. Mm -hmm. And time is money or maybe you just don't have. And and sometimes it's just, you know, it's just sometimes it's nice just to buy other people's things. Just to for sure. Just just to, to going back to the idea of community, just to have, you know, I don't want everything to be mine. I when I look around on my little dioramas, I'm like, oh, I bought that one from my friend for on. his etsy store and that becomes part of the story that is Mm -hmm. this art project or this room or whatever it is that i'm i'm designing and building you know you can look around and and i think it's you know it's kind of it it would be lonely if it was all just everything i did you know Mm -hmm. i don't like that i like to look around and be reminded of of all my friends and the people that i collaborated with and you know there's stories. There's stories to these builds. And I, I love your video with uh, Neil Patrick Harris, because what, an awesome, you know, you could see his recognition of the time and the energy and how long it took you to build this door from the haunted mansion that you designed and made for him. And, but you could also you could see his recognition of, of, of all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then I imagine when I don't know what sort of house he lives in, I'm sure it's wonderful, but I'm sure he gets that, that spark of joy when he looks around and and sees, you know, all the way that he's invested in other people and their professions and and their artistry and how now he, every time he looks, you know, around, he probably gets to see every time he probably looks at that door, he gets to to get this little spark of joy of the story of the story of meeting you and, yeah. and and all that work that you've done and how you know and and i think and hearing the story of how long it took you to make this thing for him <laughs> you know
4: yeah yeah a lot longer than expected <laughs>
3: <That's cool. laughs> yeah imagine
4: <laughs> i mean i guess that's only partially true i knew going into it and i discussed it with him Because oddly enough, um, Neil is a maker as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he has a workshop and he likes to make things. Mm -hmm. But I kind of kept pestering him because I felt like there was an opportunity there for something. And I knew that he was a Haunted Mansion fan. And eventually we got into a conversation But his question was not like how can we work together to make this thing he actually reached out to me because he was uh he knew that i worked in foam a lot Mm -hmm. and he had had the idea to make the door frame himself and he wanted to know if foam would be a good method to do it Mm -hmm. and and at that point i said well maybe i have a, a different better more interesting more accurate solution mm-hmm. so <laughs> um so you know all of that said when it came down to it i said well you know i'm, I'm looking at probably 30 days straight of 3d printing yeah. <laughs> oh <you> know. <laughs> yeah like, like around the clock
2: Ooh, burning hot
4: <laughs> yeah and um you know all in all i would say that it was a complete um you completely worth the time and, and energy. And I definitely learned a bunch of things along the way. Um, but uh, it, yeah, for him to be as like psyched about it as he was, and I'd send him little update pictures of like things kind of, well, here's this piece of this thing. And here's sort of the reference photo and what have you. And his responses would always be so like, you know, I'm super excited. This is turning out so much better than I expected. I'm, you know, can't wait to see it all come together. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's a good feeling. <laughs> For sure. And yeah. and he has been sort of like the perfect client, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I kind of approached him with the idea and we talked through some things And I gave him kind of a timeline because he has a whole bunch of stuff that he's planning on doing um, on his end to prepare for all of it to be installed. Mm. And so there was a lot of, you know, negotiating timelines and making sure that everything would be there when it was supposed to be there. And then when we got like two weeks straight of rain in Los Angeles and I told him, like, you know, I'm really sorry, but I'm... I'm not going to be able to keep to that deadline, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "Don't sweat it, like things happen. It's totally yeah. fine, you know." Mm-hmm. And uh, and then like there was a whole deal with trying to get it shipped to him, which was a whole other. <laughs> oh
2: Oh my goodness. <laughs>
4: well, I mean, let me tell you. So, the door itself, to the best of my understanding based on many photographs and discussions with cast members and all sorts of stuff. The door is roughly, or I should say the door frame, is roughly 10 feet tall. Wow. And I did it in three pieces. But the tallest piece is still nearly eight feet tall. Wow. (laughs) And a lot of shipping companies don't want to deal with that. Yeah. (laughs) So there was a lot of uh chasing my tail but i am happy to say that it has finally arrived at neil's house
3: <laughs> yeah
4: <laughs> um but i know like i said he still has uh some preparing to do for the installation and whatnot so
2: how, it's, how it's sort how of much to did be con- sweat. continued yeah how much did you <laughs> sweat during that shipping that like did you look at the tracking number like every hour? Every day. Just, yeah.
4: <laughs> every Imagine. day. Imagine. Well, and on top of that, I haven't actually had a chance to speak with him since it arrived. Mm-hmm. I feel like <sighs> if it if it survived being in Southern California during the summer and didn't melt, yeah. it was probably fine on the back of a flatbed truck. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. I mean, worst case scenario, like I said, he is a maker and is quite able. And I'm, if there's an issue, I'm sure there'll be a FaceTime call or something with a, you know, how would you attack this? And yeah, yeah. he'll fix it or yeah. I'll fix it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to worry uh, in advance if I can avoid it. <laughs> yeah. So now I would, I would say he's a perfect
0: example of what we were saying, makers supporting other makers. Mm-hmm. Because, like I I was just talking about before we hopped on here, um, there's at least three or four other makers I've seen him partner with on Mm -hmm. uh, making projects. So, knowing that he is a maker and he can do stuff himself, like we were saying, like
2: if somebody else can help you do something or whatever, and like that. Plus, you know your league as a maker. You know your league. You're like, okay, sure. But then it makes you appreciate more even if your league is like okay here's there's things i can do that i know this person over here can't but there's things they can do you know that i can't and so you learn that overlap those 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 areas in which you know it's not as if i stink and this person over here is phenomenal it's just that there's different skill sets and there's different and so you learn within that community to appreciate Not only I think the gifts that you have, but what but you appreciate the talents that others have that you don't and and of course you always want to grow, but look, I'm not Superman, you know, so sometimes you have to acknowledge your own limitations as an artist and for sure and draw in where, you know, others where they're at their strongest. And I think that's that's another thing that I just think is beautiful about that the artistic community in that sense, you know.
4: Yeah, it's very much collaborative. Mm-hmm. And the people who are really into it really make an effort. Yeah. Um Yeah, we all kind of have our superpowers. It's it's Yeah. Th- the perfect way to explain it. Mm-hmm.
2: For you has there been anybody who has just influenced you um you know, was your training wheels in the artistic world? you know, what was that experience like? Who was it? And if you, if you had that or, or did well, you kind of, or are you kind of self-taught?
4: It's kind of a combination of both to a degree. Uh-huh. Okay. So growing up, my dad was a sign painter in the motion picture industry. Okay. Oh, cool. And for a time, he also ran his own sign shop out of our house. And so he would get off work. He'd come home. He'd start doing other work and i just pop out into the garage to see what he was doing
3: yeah
4: and while there was no direct instruction happening there um it gave me the benefit of seeing what good work looks like and understanding sort of the you know methods of paint application and like how to use an airbrush, um, and, and stuff like that, how to do layouts. Um, and I think that really has was sort of the seed planted unintentionally. Yeah. Um, that over time was just sort of refined by exposure and experience. Um, prior to doing any of the prop making i was a graphic artist and i still do uh from time to time Mm -hmm. and so you know it only took 20 something years for me as like a you know 10 year old hanging out with my dad in the garage watching him work to actually be useful to me in my profession and that kind of still continues to, to be useful. He's, um, he's very clever. He's good at problem solving. And, you know, to this day, if I run into an issue where I can't figure out how to accomplish something, he's like the first person I call. Um, because, you know, as an artist, quite the abstract thinker. Um, and I, I think, you know, that's probably the biggest influence um you know outside of that people like dave low who is a prop master for you know tv and, and movies for decades um who i started following because he had a blog online um and would post projects from time to time um and then found out that we lived like a few blocks away from each other.
2: <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> and he
4: like one night during October, he popped by the house to to see the decorations and we hit it off immediately and I've had the chance to work with him um professionally and yeah. again, like super abstract thinker. Uh could make anything out of anything that you gave him. Extremely yeah. creative um and just super nice guy you know yeah. so it's like always a, a pleasure to spend any time with him that i you know get a chance to yeah. um yeah i'd say probably those are the two biggest influences yeah. as far as like approach and thought process and stuff like yeah. that
2: in your own thought process, and I'm going to turn it over after this question, because I feel like I'm hogging. I'm hogging. <laughs> no, uh, no, sure. But, uh, but so I'm curious, you know, the idea of like abstract thinking, I know a lot of people you, you can a lot of people talk about it in terms of right brain or left brain Left mm-hmm. brain being yeah. more mathematical engineering, right brain being more um, oh, what it, uh you know, creative and, and more in the clouds, whatever it is, you know, do you feel as if you have you you sort of fall in line with you know you you talk about your your dad and 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 kind of your mentor as being more on this right brain, but where do you feel you are? Do you feel like you're more in between, or how? Like, because I've watched your videos, and what one of the things that I appreciate, I'm I'm sort of right more right brain, analytical or not anal, but more I'm in the clouds. I just am. Sure. You know, but I'm more creative. However, what I what I appreciate about, you know, when I was watching your videos, I was like, oh, it's boots to ground. This is boots to ground stuff. It is not just, you know, here's here's a, here's how I did. And you you were actually going through the steps and the method and the formulas. And I for someone like me, who is a little bit in the clouds, I love when I get to watch videos, you know, like 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 yours in which it's not only oh my goodness look at the final product it's awesome but it's here's how i got there let me let's let's be a little bit more analytical and break down the process i i love when artists do that so i don't know if you have anything to i'm sure you do have lots to say to that but i mean i'm i'm definitely a far right brain
4: person yeah um i see something in everything you know in that way that like you look at clouds and see shapes and things you know um every trip out into the world is an opportunity to like absorb something and to file it away for later yeah making youtube videos has required me to push yes more towards the center yeah because I think it's too easy to just say, I'm gonna do a thing and then here's the thing. Mm -hmm. And there's not as much value in that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I mean, speaking for myself, and I'm sure I probably speak for a lot of people, YouTube has become um, something more akin to an encyclopedia than, than you know memes and funny videos yeah for a lot of people yeah you know if um if my faucet is dripping i'm gonna look for a video i'd yeah, like someone exactly. to explain to me
2: why <laughs> it's so doing
4: it <clears throat> yeah. and how i can fix it All right and when i started making videos um because things like conventions had sort of been removed from from the schedule, Um, and meeting with my local haunter group every month was off the table. I didn't have a place to do those types of things, Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's always easier in person to fill someone in on something you're doing while you're doing it, than it is to film it and then release it to the world. And so doing this, doing videos, I think has actually made me better at my craft in the sense that, um, I've become a lot more cognizant of every little step and really making it a point to say out loud the things that are just part of my knowledge base.
2: Yes. Yes.
4: Whereas in the past, I've always kind of felt like, oh, you know, did I, did I do a good job explaining that? There's so many things that I, I'm sure I skipped over because right. it's just secondhand to me. Right. And then you forget to say it. Yes. Yes. And so making videos has really made me stop. Yeah. And go, what am I doing here? Why am I doing it? Well said. And I think that idea um, helps to kind of balance me out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I think makes for better videos. You know, yeah, I think, I, I've yeah. never wanted to be um, too long, mm-hmm. and I've never <clears throat> never really wanted to focus on a particular project, although as of recently, I have done more like very project specific things.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, because my my take was always that like, even if you didn't want to make a tombstone, carving foam could be used for 20 other things yeah. yeah, and maybe you'll watch this and there's something of value that you'll take away that can apply to the thing that you're working on. Mm-hmm. So even though I've never made a diorama, but you do. Yeah. There's definitely things in there that scale. Big time. Big time. Right? Yep. And honestly, a lot of the things that, <laughs> that I've learned was... Learning from watching people making small scale models, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. I would test to see if it
2: scaled up and still worked. That's interesting. I mean, uh, that's so. See, it is true because it was the texture. What got me today was the texture thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm making a. I have a toxic. You know, remember the Toxic Avenger, Toxic sure. Crusaders. That. So okay, I'm making a Toxic Crusaders um, diorama, and it's a junkyard. It's just a. It's a junkyard. And I'm thinking, you know, I got all this foam. I work in foam. And I I'm just I'm I went on Amazon and you can actually just buy like, oh, this is asphalt, it's paint, but it's right. mixed with yeah. something else. Yeah. And gosh, is yeah. it expensive? Yeah. Um, but then I almost I smacked myself on the forehead watching how to your video of how to add texture, whether it's baking soda, whether it's you had so, you know different. And you were so good that you did several different methods, mm-hmm. and I thought, "Oh, why didn't I just do that?" So absolutely, <laughs> it scales. It scales. You said it scales up. Uh, it scales down. So, yeah, you know, I don't care how I get the information. It's like I, it does. You know, the same thing. I'm like, oh, I should, I should have done that. Why did I go on Amazon and kind of cheat my way through? So, what I think is great about your videos are, well, in some ways. You said your videos level you out, but I could see a lot of people that just say, well, I'm not artistic. I oh, know I could never do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I don't I don't I don't have that sort of creativity. But then they could watch the way that you break stuff down. And before you know it, they discover, you they know, I'm an, I'm, yeah. I'm an artist and I never thought I could be that person. I never thought I could be balanced, you know. And I think that's what's really cool about your videos and what you do, how freely you give away your information and your techniques. But, you know, the world's a better place for it. And I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of artists in which, you know, they'll, they'll stumble across a video or two of yours. And that might be that might be the thing that when it all turns out like, oh, I didn't I didn't know I could do this. And I think that's that's. That's awesome. That's just a cool thing. (laughs) It's great that that's how it comes across, too, because that's Mm -hmm. always been my hope. Yeah. Was that it would just
4: be that little thing?
2: Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's always like um, another way to do something, and Mm -hmm. watching someone do something and then watching another video of somebody does something another way. Like that's
1: how you make your TV. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then how I made my TV is. And, um, a little different.
0: Little different, yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah. there's like, there's, there's just so many different ways you can do certain things. Yeah. You're talking about the texture. There's, there's a spray paint that is just texture. You can use uh, the orange peel texture for drywall, or mm-hmm. even the adhesive. Spray <laughs> yeah. adhesive. Yeah. Um, I used <coughs> all of those.
2: Mind blown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but it, it's just funny how like the little things, like you were saying, like, like oh, I didn't know I could do it that way, or mm-hmm. I, I made this roll of brown paper i i screwed it onto the edges of my workbench so you can just pull it and put it off and the guy just like told me his mind was blown because it was so easy i'm like i just made a roll yeah. of paper <laughs> yeah. but it was like it meant a lot to him so yeah yeah it's just yeah it's funny how that works it, it, everybody from sure. everybody so
2: gosh and what a great platform youtube is for this because i remember i went to art you know there, i took art classes in college and I was like, "Oh, okay. So there you here's all the techniques. YouTube is an infinite space of wisdom and and all the stuff that you had to go years to art school or whatever school you had to thousands of dollars. Now it's just like free on it's just it's one click away. And I think that's <laughs> yeah. how cool is that." You, know? you just have to watch an ad. <laughs> Not yeah. me. I have premium. Not me, sir.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't have time for ads. <laughs> I got I got stuff to learn, you know. That's right. So, getting back to
0: um other YouTubers, you uh you just recently had the Nerd Camp over with um Smugglers. <laughs> um, so how yeah. did that go? How did that come about? What What, what, what kind of stuff did you guys do? What, what, what did you learn
4: differently? Maybe. Uh, so for those who are unaware, um, Brian Thompson over at the smugglers room, YouTube channel invited a handful of like-minded star Wars geeks to his home for nerd summer camp. Uh, which is what my wife calls it. <laughs> uh, she's not wrong because that's exactly what it was, and um, and essentially we we all met at his house and we ate a lot of barbecue. Mm. Um, and How dare spent, you! And spent a ton of time in his shop, cool. um, building custom Star Wars panels he um he'd kind of he presented us all with boxes and in each box was uh, a lanyard an acrylic cut lanyard with our name on it um just in case any of us forgot who we were (laughs) Um, a t-shirt with the nerd summer camp logo on it that um his wife carissa designed that had some element on the design that was specific to us. Um, And then, uh, and then (laughs) in the bottom of the box was a series of laser cut panels and Brian had basically designed these sort of modular panels that could be mixed and matched to a number of different configurations but essentially said, here's a starting point you have my entire shop at your disposal. Um, And I'm just curious to see what you guys come up with.
3: Mm,
4: And so for the next five days, we talked and laughed probably more than I've laughed in a really long time. (laughs) Um, So much so that I lost my voice on the second day Um, (laughs) and, and honestly did not get it back until, pretty much until I returned home because I had an entire day of not talking (laughs) my, my return flight from, from Denver took much longer than, than it should have. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a, a really interesting experience considering that, um, sort of as the odd man out because of the other guys that were there, most of them, knew each other and had gone to star wars celebration both in anaheim and in london last year and so they had all spent quite a bit of time together and i had seen them all um for anaheim star wars celebration but like just for dinner Hmm. so maybe an hour or two um and then just kind of got thrown in with them and immediately felt like i'd known these guys my entire life it was uh that's a cool feeling (laughs) yeah you know like when you find your people Yeah, it was like these are my guys like and uh and we all hit it off famously and everybody's builds were vastly different from the next which was really cool to see because you you can define the star wars aesthetic and yet It can be different and still be the aesthetic which is like it's weird to say and i'm sure i'm not doing a great job explaining it but it's like you kind of know it when you see it Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people ascribe a particular look to it right but the stuff that the guys did was so like reminiscent but different and definitely had like their own signature style to it right did he give you like a certain set of Greebleys
0: or does it just come as you go? He he literally said,
4: see that wall over there? That entire wall is just like boxes and boxes of Greebleys. Yeah. And when I say <laughs> yeah. entire wall, I mean literally like an entire garage wall of like plastic cases with like yeah. categorized <laughs> Greeblies of <laughs> varying be, yeah. shapes and sizes and materials. Mm-hmm. I've never seen so many and such a variety. <laughs> and it made it really difficult because you'd be like, oh, this thing's great. Maybe I can and then you'd see something else. And you'd yeah, be like oh, like, oh, that's I like want to use bit, that. <laughs> you know, but those two things don't work well together. Ah, okay, one of them's gotta go. It, one of the days I pretty much spent the entire day in the shop just sort of leaning back against a bench, looking at what I was working on, going, I'm not really sure. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm going in the right direction with this. Um but uh yeah, Nerd Summer Camp was a blast. Awesome. I highly recommend uh if you can find fellow nerds to have summer camp with. Um you well, do still, it. I need to step up my Star Wars game so I can get yeah. you in right next to <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Brian I, I, makes,
1: he makes some cool stuff. Yeah. I right. was saying I, I bet uh
0: Route nine signs and I can probably yeah. start something, but there you go. Um, yeah. So, uh, I don't remember seeing a photo of, of what you did. Did you have a video kind of coming out about that or, uh,
4: no, there is a photo of a nearly finished panel on my Instagram. Is there, I don't, um, uh, you know, if you go back probably a week and a half, you'll see it. It's bright red um i'm gonna guess this one that
1: is
2: it oh, nice. nice. hey i like that ah that's cool that's I'm sort imperial of like, well it's a little <laughs> bit like but it's industrial enough where for me so and you know we, we can talk about the star wars aesthetic all day long but okay I, lo- I like i like me some star wars you know what i love blade runner that's Mm. my sci-fi so you something like andor when you watch that i'm like ooh, they're pulling in some blade runner vibes there's more (laughs) it's a little bit more you know neon and city whatever uh that i think that's that's sort of my vibe i'm not saying it's blade runnery but i think it's 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 very balanced in its the in the aesthetic because it could be for something like andor or I could see it on, probably especially on, you know the the early prequels. You know, I like
0: it. It's it's funny looking at the circle. I like, doesn't look anything like it, but
1: I see R two D two, just because of the lines <laughs> and they got the yeah, kind of thing. Oh and... yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I see Imperial. Yeah, because of the For red sure. and
4: and the black. Yeah the um the lights there's lights up underneath it. Um, yeah, you can kind of see the little white and red. And then the, um, the sort of vertical stripe cutouts at the top and bottom are orange from behind. Mm-hmm. Kind of a nod oh, to the um, carbon freeze chamber from Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Empire, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And like yeah. I was saying, like mine looks nothing like anybody else's. And the same could be said about any of theirs. Like, everybody has, like, their own thing, Um, which was really interesting considering that we all had access to essentially the same tools um, and greeblies and paints and whatever, but there was not uh, not a lot of overlap. Yeah.
0: I I can see, like, uh, there's tons of stuff you could have done here just... Uh, knowing the stuff that he has in his shop, yeah, all the <laughs> dials and buttons and hard drive pieces and yeah, caps to, uh,
4: what is it, the Simply Orange Juices bottles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. and, and let me tell you, whatever you think he has in there, it's more. triple cool. yeah. it. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I've wow. just never seen such a collection. <laughs> just like such varied stuff, too. He'd have like two of a bunch of things you know tons of hard drive motors yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and juice lids but like juice everything lids. else it would be like just things in pairs
2: it's really interesting
1: a lot, a, a lot of that uh, cable management
2: tubing too yeah <laughs> yeah i have a weird question and i don't know if this is how many how many things that we so we think about like a um a cohesive aesthetic we mm-hmm. think of Star Wars. We think of whatever movie it is, but how many of those co- quotes, cohesive aesthetic, really is just a collaboration of a bunch of different people designing different things, and then the and you know the final product is something even though it's collaborative, it's a little there's, but we perceive that it's a cohesive aesthetic is that true or, or do you think in the process like movies is there sort of this filter in which from an artistic perspective it's like no nope we have to we have to obey these rules you know does that make sense yeah i mean i can only kind of speak to star wars stuff
4: yeah but i would have star to wars. assume that this is going to be the case for any movie or television show mm-hmm. is that these ideas are being handed down from one person Mm -hmm. or it's a series of artists who are then submitting concept work and one person's lens is responsible for all of it. So for a lot of the star Wars stuff, it's Doug Chang. Right. Um, Even though I know there are quite a few concept artists that work with Mm him. Um, So, uh, it's that probably more like that now mm-hmm. i think early on when they were making the original trilogy i think a lot of people were looking at like the old doug mccrory
3: mm-hmm.
4: um ralph, i'm sorry ralph, ralph mccrory designs ralph, yeah. um and uh and then we're taking their lead from that but generally that made, speaking there's yeah. there's always one person that's going to have to go to bat for stuff mm-hmm. um well, like when the prequels come out, and they're different aliens and
0: whatnot. Uh, you know, different creators are just creating stuff, and Lucas is like, "Hey, that, 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 that." Same thing with the right. spaceships and whatnot. So, I mean, I think George had a a lot of say. So, especially and that the, was
2: a different aesthetic, but it was sort of in his own mind. saying right, right. But this is this is a pre. This is years before. So, this is in my own head how I see world building. This mm-hmm. is how the world looked before, and this is how the world looks later on. Right. And so that makes sense. There's, there's definitely got to be some sort of, you and know, wide Jar Jar grid being... for that. <laughs> you know they, you know they based Jar Jar off of Goofy. That was kind of the, like you they wanted to. He was like yeah, the, the comedian. What, comic. comic just the way he moved was just kind of like, like this, and, you know. I'm not proud of that. I'm just saying. <laughs> he did it without the, the voice too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, George. Well, George Banks. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know. Like with which Misa. Oh, Misa, happy to see you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> see, I told you it'd come out. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I digress. I gotta. I'm gonna go get. Some more. Actually, it. this time I'm I'm going to make it alcoholic. So oh, Okay, sure. Here we go. Gonna get, <laughs> you think it was squirrely before? <laughs> you all just wait. <laughs> i just teasing. I'll be right back, y'all. All right.
0: So while he's gone, <laughs> um, I want to talk a little about your podcast because I just um, actually I didn't even know you had a podcast actually until I think the other day but I just uh, listened to your last show and uh, well, you haven't had a show for almost about a year before that one, but it looked like you were kind of doing it every month or so before that. Um,
4: There's definitely been a gap. For a while, it was weekly. When we first started, it was weekly. Um, And then over the past year or so, it's kind of gone to like every other month something like that um yeah it was uh my buddy darren approached me with an idea for a podcast and i had never done podcasts before but just figured you know two friends talking about whatever they're doing in the shop and whatnot and um the uh the podcast network that we're on Uh, the nerd party liked the idea and, uh, and then we started making episodes, (laughs) but I mean, it's uh, yeah, it it literally is sort of being a fly on the wall between two makers kind of talking about the, the challenges that we encounter while trying to do the things that we enjoy your organization of the shop. (laughs) No such thing. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, go don't, don't look at mine.
0: Uh, yeah, actually, we we, we do the uh, the ride through commentary videos, and the conversations that we had on that is what spawned these podcasts. Me and him. So, um, how did you, or or how did the nerd, uh, what was it called, the, the nerd, nerd party, the nerd party? How did that come about, or or were you did you guys just
4: know somebody on that? Channel or whatever. Or... So my co-host Darren has uh, a long history of podcasting through that network. Oh, okay, and I think he currently co-hosts like three other podcasts. No, I know he does one about Star Trek, and then I think another about movies. And then there's a third one that escapes my mind right now. But so he's, he's had a long history with them and, um, and they were nice enough to open their platform to us so that we could get the podcast on all the platforms and stuff. Now, outside of that, they kind of let us do whatever it is that we want to do. So which one of you, or does the channel
0: network, whatever, um, do all the editing and posting and all that, or? Darren handles all of that
4: my co-host that's
0: a lot to do if he's doing multiple shows like Jeff's on a few different shows too but like for you know for ours I I do all the bit you know editing and trying to get guests and whatnot I mean Steve's got a couple coming on but you know for the most part it's it's a lot to do uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I just now created the calendars because we have Jeff now and trying to get everything and running the two shows. And then yeah. it, it was a hard to wrap my head around what, what I needed to do and, and get it out in time. And so now I have like everything pinned out on a specific day and what I need to do and whenever, you know, plus I got a regular job too.
4: So yeah. Well, and you know, the the growing pains of making a podcast can be seen in hours because we went from like weekly to Monthly to maybe every two months to oh, it's been, you know Four yeah. months or what have you so it's it's a lot to tackle um, and I think I, I mean, I know that from
0: from doing my YouTube channels, which I, I mean I have the interactive realm one But I also have the signs of amusement which this video will get posted on mm-hmm. But just from knowing that is why we started the podcast doing it once a month And now we're doing two two a month but I, I don't know if we I don't know if we can push it to another um that might be a bit much for right now, but never know. We're talking what happens, about but, what did I miss? Uh well, I'm just talking about Derek's podcast and oh. scheduling them and whatnot. So um
4: yeah. I think for us we just kind of have the unique scenario of like we kind of hit record and then just it's like 35 45 minutes of talking straight there's rarely any editing mm-hmm. uh, other than slapping an intro yeah. and some music on there well so i think that's, that's kind of how our and our other that's kind of what we've been doing too. our other yeah. one is but this yeah. one is a little more editing involved and we have the benefit of not doing a video portion yeah well so that you know just audio is <clears throat> a considerably easier <laughs> task yeah because i know initially when we first started we were each recording independently Mm -hmm. and then i would send all of my files to him and then he would recombine them and then we switched over to a different platform much like this one where you know Mm -hmm. everything came to one person and then could be manipulated as needed but you know it's tough he's got two kids Mm -hmm. i've you know got all the stuff that i'm doing um and honestly, just finding fresh topics to talk about, yeah. um, mm-hmm. without it just kind of becoming a what's on your workbench show. Right. Because mm-hmm. I don't think people necessarily want to listen to that, especially when it's, you know, for him, uh, Darren has like three droids that he kind of works on intermittently and kind of shifts from one to the next. Yeah. He was talking about his KSO. Um, yeah. K2SO. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. <clears throat> Um, which is a large puppet by the way Uh, and it's quite impressive in person Um, and he's on like you know version 4 or 5 of it and so that's kind of like always sort of on the bench being adjusted or reworked and my stuff is sort of you know well I'm making another YouTube video (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but you did uh you hit
0: on something and i, I think i mentioned this in the chat but the there's a stuff that is left over from making stuff on the laser <laughs> you <laughs> have all these left oh over yeah 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 <laughs> cutoffs and the, these piles just build up and i think i have like three different piles all over this office and they're like yeah. they're giant stacks and i'm always curious what people do with their extras like i was saying i'm try to make keychains and sometimes i'll just give those out to other orders and whatnot but uh, what what kind of stuff do you do or or have you done anything with them or
4: typically uh when i have offcuts i kind of have a agreement with myself that if it's smaller than like a note card it's gone gone yeah i just don't have the space (laughs) for it and waiting around for someday i'm just going to end up with a bunch of stuff that i'll need to throw away five years from now um and that is typically just for mdf now if it's acrylic that size goes down considerably uh, because i sell one inch square acrylic tiles for star wars panels and those I can kind of just throw a grid onto anything and what I get out of it is what I get out of it. So in that sense, there's, that's pretty much the only thing that I make with scrap. Um, but, you know, if I can't do that, then it's also got to go in the trash. Hmm. That, that's probably usually just that's helpful colors. to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For a lot of things. You know? Yeah, there's like, just
4: some stuff that you can't be precious with no. because what ends up happening is you forfeit space right. for some day. Yeah. And I kind of have gotten to the point now where I've really tried to get rid of a lot of the things that I was just holding on to in case of yeah, and realized that having the freedom of movement in my shop space, which is not very big, mm-hmm. um, is uh, is worth much more. To me, than the one day that I'm going to need a two and a half inch piece of MDF. So this, these are other things I started yeah. making. Mm-hmm.
0: Little QR code handouts, yeah. of business cards.
1: Thank you, Wait, thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to like <laughs> can't get it. I'll send you one. one. <laughs> yeah, I've have, I've have like three bins full of two by fours and plywood and. You know, offcuts. Thinking I'm gonna use it for something else, and yeah, I I started throwing
0: some stuff, especially like we're saying MDF, but regular plywood or veneer or mm-hmm. acrylic. I try to force myself to, to at least do that kind of stuff. Sure, but um, yeah, for the most part,
4: I mean, you don't we don't need it, but if you can get something out of it, might as well. Yeah. At this point, the move is, I have one of those um, post office bins. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. sort of the chuck it in there for someday bin. And if that thing gets full, then it's time to assess
2: the situation and stuff's got to go. could be a whole other podcast, like organization for artistic types. How do you, it's like, yeah. <laughs> when is too much, too much? And we could, I, I've actually been down that rabbit yeah. trail you can as far as YouTube videos go. It's right oh, like, same. and they're like, you know, I've, I, yeah, that's, that's. I have it.
0: stuff to make that I can't make because there's stuff sitting on top of the benches that I have to get away from. <laughs> Look,
4: it's funny. I, Whenever I tell somebody this, they're always like, what? I don't film in my shop. Mm-hmm. I film on a folding table. <laughs> because every work surface in my shop is covered yeah. with other projects or like tools to make other projects. Yeah. It's like, it's the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. And I like, I hate myself for being this way, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm not organized. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like a weird understanding of where everything is sort of, Mm -hmm. Um, I I kind of find that when I actually put something away is when I lose it um, (laughs) rather than like, you know, that thing was right there next to the 3D printer or whatever. Um, Although I will say after working in someone else's shop for a week that was very organized, I I kind of was like, okay, I I get it, you know, but also I don't want to clean this up when we leave. (laughs) (laughs)
2: right boys my wife my wife has been down she's this rabbit trail of you know she's she loves to organize she loves but she kind of does it on a not a professional level but just as something you know family friends people that yeah she reads books and watches videos of just and what and I'm so disorganized. She's pro- she's probably down that rabbit trail. I'm going to be honest because she, li- you know, because she has to live with me now. And uh, <laughs> but one one of the things that she says um, from her, her, you know, just gaining knowledge in this area is nobody is disorganized. The question is, what kind of organizational style are you? right so we all, no, no, don't know don't ourselves. <laughs> yeah. well it, it might be yes but here's the thing you can be more organized so for me as an artist i i have to see everything in front of me right so it can be organized but when somebody puts you in their organizational box and says well you have to have drawers you have to have the, i'm like no i have to see i have to see the palette <laughs> and i'm like a a wizard in my world and i have to look around and say little of this a little of that boom boom mix Pew, you know I, that has that's me so what i realize is if i if i'm if somebody's trying to make me organize with drawers and things i can't see then you know what i do i'll just throw it on the bench i'll just put it on the table yeah,
0: and leave like, it there that stuff's organized this and this is where i do most of my well, the laser work and building signs you yeah. that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's just clutter all around. I mean, yeah, sign is just sitting here. Yeah. I took this off the wall so I can redo it, by the way. Um, <laughs> like I have drawers and they're just full mm-hmm. of mismatched stuff yeah. everywhere. So yeah. I'm yeah.
4: not organized at all. Adam yeah. Savage says that drawers are where tools go to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He also refers to his style, which is very much like yours, where you can see everything as Mm -hmm. a cacophony of chaos. Oh, I I love that word. And there is there is a little something to that, where you can just scan the room, and then that's where the thing is. Instead of it's in a box,
2: it's in a shelf, it's in a drawer, it's in whatever. And I work in a really a relational kind of way, so I'm like. There's a reason sometimes where you don't want to throw that thing out. You're like, well, but it's attached to a memory. Or even if it's a 3D mm. print or something, you're sort of like, Yeah, but it took so much I could remember where I was yeah. when that thing was printing out. <laughs> right. And then you can't throw it away because yeah. there's an emotion attached to it. So there that's why I think there is something to be said about, you know, owning owning that and and growing in your own you know, okay, maybe you shouldn't have a desk. That's just, you know, a, a pile of stuff. But if you understand your own organizational style, your own artistic mind, you can always grow in going going back to that, that, that um goodness, what was it the um over here, you have stuff over here, you, ha- you can, you can move around your 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 uh creative space freely it's like wh- how do i navigate between the two and well i mean we can all grow in that way i don't that doesn't make sense I don't, i'm just thinking <laughs> extrovertedly but i i i'm gonna shut up <laughs> i think, I think we, I try, we i'm trying everything. guys i'm yeah. trying i'm thinking <laughs> my own brain oh gosh
0: um Do you have, uh, do you have anything coming up that you're looking forward to? I I know you have this like secret project coming up that you can't talk about.
4: Well, if all goes well, that'll come to light very quickly. Um, uh, no, I mean, for me, this is, uh, sort of the like core time for my channel. It's when my videos do the best. Uh, Because I think when I first started the channel, I was doing strictly Halloween-related content. Um, And so people tend to expect it right around July, August. So we're going to shift gears from kind of the variety stuff, the Star Wars stuff, to... Pretty much solely Halloween-related projects from and, and now through I think October. Most of that's probably
0: because you you are working on stuff for your house and you just kind of film how you do stuff. Is that?
4: Um. No, honestly, our our Halloween display is is and has been the same for the most part. Okay. Um, it's in the rafters for, for at least the <laughs> the last decade. Um. You know, well, last... I'm I, mean, I was
0: just saying that because I know you did like projection stuff. You I don't mm-hmm. know if you added them, but you had the videos to add them
4: and yeah. Sometimes yeah, there's definitely some videos that I've made with, like for example, the um sort of above ground tomb, the sort of New Orleans style tomb, um, which was something that I'd wanted to make for our haunt for many years. And then needed to make a video and couldn't come up with a good topic and um, thought, well, now's as good a time as ever to do that. And we had it in our display last year and I felt that it did not fit. And so once October was over, it's off to someone else to enjoy. So oh. it uh, it's, has a life somewhere else now it also didn't help that i didn't feel like packing it back into the <laughs> garage it's always the thing when you got to take yeah. everything down you're like yeah, yeah. like as a so, standalone thing i liked it but it just did the scale of it wasn't right for our our display
0: I, I always have this idea like my yard wraps around my house mm. i need to put a gate over here but i always wanted to build like a walk through and mansion and just knowing all the sets and props I'll need. And like, I just, I, every yeah. time I think about it, and then I'm like,
4: nah, I'm not going to do it. But I want to do it. <laughs> okay. I don't blame you. There's a lot of stuff that I'd love to do. So even it, if it's you're not a huge... permanent, it's just to try, but it's like, where does yeah. that stuff go? Yeah. Storage is always right. an issue. And I know there's a lot of haunters, like friends of mine who have storage units for all of their Halloween yeah. stuff. And I just it just doesn't seem worth it to me.
1: Since you're a huge haunted mansion fan, what do you think about the beer Before Christmas overlay?
4: I don't care for it. I like the movie. Yeah. Um, but for me, the time of the year when I want the mansion in its original form is Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's enough of a gap. If they shut it down november 1st right they could run nightmare before christmas overlay because i i'm sure they could probably do the overlay in a period of a couple of weeks mm-hmm. yes but they'd have you know most of november all of december and like take it all the way into february mm-hmm. absolutely yeah but for them i think i mean it's august it's, i feel yeah, like it's, it's, it's right around right, right the corner the yeah. And, yeah, month you know be up.
2: so it's like maybe they should just do it in july just kidding i don't know christmas in july <laughs> christmas in probably, July. probably i'm maybe. just joking i don't know <laughs> no they shouldn't but no i agree i think that's a, a, a much better timeline for or maybe do I- it
0: every other year or something you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah i i don't know it's tough
4: because i'm sure for them it sells a ton of merchandise yeah. and i know people yeah. are diehard fans for it mm-hmm. um and if you're like a pass holder or a regular attendee to the park, having something different is always exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for me, it—I'll see it, just to say that I've seen it. But it—it uh, it doesn't really had, do much for me. Mm-hmm. So you haven't
1: made any
4: uh, Nightmare Before
1: Christmas uh, stuff, or just, no, the haunted stuff? Yeah. just haunted mansion stuff?
4: Just haunted mansion stuff, yeah.
2: I love what you said earlier. You said, and I never thought about this before, you know, when it comes to Halloween, I was born, I was almost a Halloween baby. I was, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, my birthday's October 30th. So I've, Halloween's always had this kind of like, you know, because my birthday was always, either it'd be on Halloween or the day. Mm-hmm. So it's always special for me too. Um, but I love, I love Halloween, but at the same time, I'm sort of the kind of person that I'm, I don't like without the gore without you know I'm not I'm not a dark person I'm a very kind of jovial just goofy person. guy goofy. yeah sure <laughs> but I but I you know how do you reconcile the two and it's like that was that was a great insight earlier in which it's like well you you know you can you can be someone who just as passionate and loves Halloween but it doesn't mean it's, it has to be morbid and you can kind right. of separate the two. And I think that's that was really that was I appreciate you saying that because right. I, I never thought of it that way. I thought it was really cool.
4: Yeah, my my take on Halloween decorating for us. And this is just how I feel. I don't want to be uh, disparaging to mm-hmm. anyone who decorates however they decorate for Halloween. Right. Because I I firmly believe that like more Halloween is more Halloween, (laughs) you know? Right. Um, I think our minds are really strong creative devices. Mm -hmm. And I think when put in a particular scenario, our minds will do a lot heavier lifting than we give them credit for. Mm -hmm. So when we set up our display... And I see it every year when, when kids come by, they think something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. They think there's going to be, you know, someone's going to jump out at them or something spooky is going to happen or something scary, but it doesn't. Right. And that's one less thing that we have to do. Right. So it's sort of like theater of the mind stuff. So we've just set the table Mm -hmm. and then we let
2: your mind do the heavy lifting. I love that. (laughs) it's sort of like comedy okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take it this direction just for a second because think about this you know there's a lot of comedians that i love me some dirty comedy don't get me wrong i love me some gory uh horror movies you know I, i don't get me wrong um i mentioned toxic avenger earlier i'm like i love toxic avenger it is one of my favorite like movies but with that said think of comedy what if you take when you take away the dirty jokes, when you take away the swearing, you are you are, you can't use those things as a crutch. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it's sort of the same thing about think about of Halloween and all this when you take away gore, when you take away shock value, you can you, 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 you no longer have that crutch, you really have to make your art Above and beyond, you know, where you can't use, sh- like, a, like I said, shock value is sure. a crutch. So, yeah, do you think that's right? Do you think that's? I definitely think there's some validity to the statement.
4: Yeah, um, you know, I think the sweet spot is kind of in between, sure. because I think there's room for all of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the good thing with with
0: Halloween, even if you don't do the the blood and gore, is you still have like the old and weathered and cobwebs and whatnot that you can play around
1: mm-hmm. a lot with really yeah. yeah. doing all kinds of things yeah. isn't it just like how
4: they made the haunted mansion exactly where, it yeah. was mm-hmm. you know pitched as like you know we don't want to scare people to death You're right. right we just mm-hmm. want to set an
2: atmosphere for them right yeah and it's whimsical it's like there's yeah. a lot of the mark davis part mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah
4: so you know i think it, it's weird because people always ask me, you know, they know that I'm into Halloween and they say, well, you know, do you go to like Universal? Do you do any of the, the big oh, yeah. uh, haunted attractions? And I always say no, because I hate getting startled. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is like I get my reactions like that. Ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> the, he wants to punch everybody. A surfer yeah. <laughs> who, who dislikes swimming. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but the reason behind that is because like, if I go see someone's haunted house or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm always looking at it like, Oh, I wonder how they did that. Or, Oh, that's, you know, that's really cool what they did there or whatever. And then that's when the person is in prime position to startle the crap oh. out of me. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so for that reason, I don't like it, but I, I think there is something to it and it's kind of the mix of the two that I think is why stuff like Universal Horror Nights is so popular Mm -hmm. is because they bring that like level of professional attraction making and then that startle so you're kind of getting that like immersive experience plus that dose of adrenaline every you know minute or two Mm -hmm. Like you like go to certain certain just,
0: you know, the, uh, set up some people's yards and like Christmas time even too. And I, I'm like, I'm wondering the same thing, how they do something. I I find myself explaining it to other people and they look at me like, we didn't ask you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> just let us enjoy it. And then it's, mm-hmm. I find myself having to turn that part off sometimes and just yeah.
1: trying yeah. to enjoy. Things. Oh, he used to make it this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah for sure.
0: That's funny. Uh, well, speaking of the parks, uh, how often do you get down to Disneyland or whatnot?
4: uh About once a month. Oh, oh wow! We try oh, to go. Nice. Yeah. Yes. That's that's. I'm jealous.
0: I, I, I would. I can't. This I to bring this up. I would if great. I had a, an actual annual pass or magic key, but I don't because they won't let me buy it. But it's <laughs> not the one I want. That's
1: another story.
0: Yeah, another exactly. story It's a story that happens every time. Yeah. But, um, so I'm guessing you must have a pass or whatever.
4: uh No, my wife works for. The organization oh, well, there you go so, oh
0: nice
4: oh! yeah well that's even better so, yeah yeah
0: cool. yeah i wish uh, i wish i had that connection but
4: <laughs> it's a good one to have yeah yeah <laughs> my I cousin work there, but she,
1: she worked there for over 40 years and finally retired so it was nice to when i was a kid you know sure yeah she would Help me get in. So, <laughs> I hate
4: yeah, the park all. is is great fun. <laughs> it's uh, oh, we were. What annual... is your? Oh, sorry, go, ahead. go go ahead, go ahead. I was going to oh, say go we ahead. were annual pass holders for a really long time, and then canceled because we found that we weren't going as often as we had anticipated. And so, what that? Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, and and, and no, then recently, um,
2: started going. Much more regularly. Cool. Just popped in my head. I have this question. I'm like, wait. So you get to go around in the parks. Probably you've seen things enough where you're staring at this thing. You know, not once a year, not twice a year, but on the regular. Are there rides, or as someone who is sort of in this artistic? mindset is there is there something of disney in the parks that you say you look at it whatever it is it could be small big and you say or you think to yourself well that's just amazing and is there something that you see that's sort of like yeah i'm not real impressed you know by whatever it is like you know orbiter <laughs> <laughs> <When? laughs> um, uh, uh,
4: Yes and no. Okay. I mean uh, every time we go to the park, it's uh, it kind of feels like going for the first time or or going yeah. after having not been there for a while.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: There's also something to be said about like how I like going to the park. Like if it were up to me, I would go in. I'd get a corn dog. I'd ride the haunted mansion a dozen times. I'd pop over to Galaxy's Edge. I'd people yeah. watch for a couple hours, and then yeah. I'd go home. Right. Um, we, we need to hang out at the parks because that's what I yeah for. yeah <laughs> right. I like <clears throat> haunted mansion. I see or learn something new every time I go on the ride. Mm-hmm. Um. Case in point, the last time I was there. The ride was stopped for a while oh interesting um in the corridor of doors and you know oh, having yeah. just spent like a ton of time working on the door frame was able to like, <laughs> really take a look at it, like <laughs> yeah. oh that i got that wrong there that shouldn't be that way oh wait a second that's not i i didn't oh i love that i didn't get it wrong there's two different styles of door in the corridor of doors yeah so mine is based off of this other one and not that one Okay, you didn't screw it up as bad as you thought. <laughs> um
2: that's interesting.
4: You know, there's like all of those little like microtransactions that, yeah, that go on in my what,
2: head. That's what I was thinking.
4: And Galaxy's Edge is uh the rides are fun, but they're not what draws me to the land. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh as someone who grew up with Star Wars and continues to enjoy Star Wars in all of its formats, including mm-hmm. the holiday special. Um, <laughs> no shame here no yeah, shame here I, I just enjoy being in the environment mm-hmm. um because yeah, yeah it it just feels so different from the rest of the park
0: i, I wish yeah. there was like some kind of way they can have the spaceships flying over you because they have all those sounds yeah. you know like if we could have some kind of rejection roofer that'd mm-hmm. be awesome yeah by the way i'm a star wars baby i two days I was born two days after it came out Oh, well, there you go <laughs> um yeah i am actually surprised i don't do enough star wars that i should be doing a lot more because it's like the you know biggest movies for me so
4: well um, th- there's a lot of competition though right well you know, there, I, like, mean, I can is... see the hoverboard behind you from yes. back to the future too <laughs> i mean i have a lot of clubs um, but star wars is and, one you know growing up in the late 70s early 80s we it really was sort of a heyday of movies geared towards people of our age group um and I think those movies really like put their flag in the sand. Yeah. It was just like this movie is great.
0: Buck Rogers and great. Metal Star are big
4: for me as well. Yeah. Um but to circle back to your question, as far as like things that I see in the park where I'm a little like mm,
2: Yeah.
4: It it honestly it's more so things that are have like kind of fallen into disrepair where it might be like a bathroom sign or like something
2: dumb where (laughs) it's it's a small world whatever it's like oh that could use a (laughs) coat of paint well that was supposed. i think that was disney world by the way Mm. it was just sort of like you know it could this thing could use a coat of paint you know but no that's that was that's yeah sometimes you can see those that i i think my question behind even that question was you know, when you're in Disney, where when you're at Disney, are you able to shut it off? Are you able to shut off your, no, or is it even more like you're both, hey, this is magical, but at the same time, I'm not afraid. It's like hearing a good a song that you really, really like. You hear it. And then, you know, when I play guitar or something, I, I'm gonna say, well, I, I I wanna know what the chords are. I gotta know the chords. I got to go play the song. Hey, what's and then there's this sometimes sometimes there's a place when you when you're deconstructing something that you actually like, whether it's Disney, the parks, the rise, how they or a song and you deconstruct it. Sometimes it takes away the magic and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, but sometimes it doesn't sometimes by deconstructing something that that brings you an emotional spark of joy and you like sometimes it leads to even a a bigger and a better appreciation for that for sure for sure Mm -hmm.
4: and i think knowing that like my two favorite attractions in the park are like one of the oldest ones and one of the newest ones yeah it is interesting to look at those things and just say, okay, Imagineers did all of this in the late 60s with a lot smaller budget, I'm sure. Right. Um, in the midst of a crisis for the company with Walt's passing yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and a lack of direction for a bit because Imagineers were broken into two camps about the trajectory of the Haunted Mansion um and still managed to like pull out a cohesive attraction that for the most part um that still I can ride through it and think I wonder how they did that
3: yeah
4: <laughs> and then yeah. when i find out yeah. how they did that then i go huh <laughs> like that still, i yeah, I, yeah. Man, like I have a different appreciation for it knowing right. the obstacles that they had to overcome in order to pull something off that by today's standards would probably be very simple. Right, right. You know, to think about how like <clears throat> in <clears throat> in 1969 the hatbox ghost appeared in the ride during like cast member previews and I think for a day maybe two before it was removed from the ride because it didn't work. Oh and then it took 50 years <laughs> yeah <laughs> for them to figure it out no granted this version right. is quite the departure from the original but it also took them 50 years to figure yeah. out how to do it effectively right right whereas sorry, are you uh yeah sorry I was whereas, about- whereas star wars land is like Everything is super high-tech and yeah. even there there's things where I'm like, oh, that's actually a very low-tech solution to something mm-hmm. That still works and i'm uh, impressed at the fact that they didn't go heavy-handed with it Yeah, so
2: yeah There's like there's a yeah, okay uh, <laughs> Jason go ahead. No, I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, I was just getting
0: back to um how box Ghost coming into florida. Are you up on? all
4: that uh positioning of him <clears throat> so uh Complainer complainer's going to complain. Yeah. I think um, Disneyland's Haunted Mansion and Disney World's Haunted Mansion are very different animals mm-hmm. with some similar parts. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that ride does not have as clear cut of a line, a through line for me as Disneyland park does. So I kind of feel like they could put it wherever they wanted. Really. Mm. Um, You know, like personally, like their queue line, I don't care for it. I get it. It's there to entertain people while they wait. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, it doesn't feel authentic to the attraction for me. Um, yeah, it, it, messing with any of those properties for, for Disneyland has just got to be painstaking
3: mm-hmm.
4: because you, no one's ever, you're not going to appease everybody right, mm-hmm. is the problem. Right. So it kind of doesn't matter where they would put it because had they put it somewhere else, some other <laughs> faction else of, of Haunted Mansion <laughs> fans would be upset about that too.
0: That's yeah. just like the new Star Wars things in our films. That, exactly. They made one look just like the first Star Wars. And then somebody's like, well, why did you do that? And then you're like, you didn't do that on the next. Why is this not like Empire? Can't,
3: yeah, can't yeah it.
4: it's it's dumb. It was like, yeah. oh, you know, we're, we've told you what it is that we want out of this thing. And mm. then, no, we didn't really mean that, that we wanted exactly what you gave <laughs> us. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i enjoy all of that stuff and i think that um sometimes like i know it's there's some people that it's like super important to for a variety of reasons but i think it's it's equally as important to remember that it's for entertainment and it's not um shouldn't be taken quite so seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, even the prequels, which most people think are awful, or at least did think were awful it until did. recently when until, yeah, when magically they became much more viable films, um, which I, I still don't quite understand. I don't... <laughs> I, I, I don't <laughs> think it has something to do with nostalgia. Um, oh,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I think that's like any movie that... Kind of bombs and later becomes this cult classic,
4: right? And it's like, why? Well, why didn't you like it when it first came out? Yeah, you know, it's like for all the people that um, hated Jar Jar Binks, now love Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, I still don't. Well, everybody's I mean, like, oh,
0: it's a mod, you know, I'm my best. No, my... yeah, and then you're like, you gave them death threats and stuff later, like, like.
4: Yeah, Star Wars fans are an interesting breed yeah. they're they're kind of like a trained dog that hasn't been fed
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's true. Uh, we we will bite the hand for sure yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want kibble yeah. you've always yeah. liked kibble <laughs> you just didn't now want kibble want the today bits.
2: no yeah. kibble all bits exactly yeah. and we just so, wanted a little bits. what just, you're giving us like, bits where's the kibble <laughs> Yeah, I've always loved Kibble <laughs> yeah I mean
4: it's it's honestly like anything you, you're not going to please everybody 100% of the time so you swing big you hope for the best outcome and prepare to roll with the punches for how the fandom reacts
2: hey big question okay big left turn too y'all ready for this <laughs> it's going to get squirrely I told you If you could design any ride and let's, let's, let's keep it in the horror genre, you know, for, for Disney and it had to be unique to the Haunted Mansion, but it still has to be within the genre of, you know, the horror ride genre, but you could use your own aesthetic. It was just, here's your magic wand. Here you go. Anything is yours what sort of ride uh or experience would you like to design i don't know that i would okay that's a good answer too
4: absolutely i <clears throat> i would love for somebody to say this is my idea help mm-hmm. me bring it to life um mainly because i just know that designing theme park attractions is there's a science to it um, Mm -hmm. that
2: sort of extends beyond my skill set. Sure. But let's say you had, you had a bunch of Imagineers that you just said, sure, do it. And it's done. What's again? Magic wand, you know, but At, at least the aesthetic part, like what would, you know, you, but, but it was up to you to design at least from whether a prop kind of, the aesthetic of it sure you know
4: i would um i would make and i'm trying to figure out how i would tie it in maybe it's next to the ratatouille ride at disneyland paris Ooh. but it would be <clears throat> based on pere lachaise cemetery in paris cool. so very much haunted mansion vibes as far as like you know you get into an omni mover and you were taken on a tour through things but it would be kind of in that vein yeah which is a bit more gothic than the haunted mansion is Mm -hmm. um and a little darker
2: i think nice i like that yeah i brought i'm happy i asked that question <laughs> it's my intellectual so, property. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, I no. won't we'll steal. Nobody. Hey, we'll cut that out. Hey,
3: everyone, you
2: watch. You're going to be like, uh, you're going to scroll through something. Hey, Disney's planning a new uh, <laughs> attraction. And it'll be like, Jeff, you're going to be cursing my name. You're going to be like, Jeff, you son of a. Yeah. <laughs> but also, well. yeah, wonderful, wonder, wonderful answer. That was awesome. <laughs>
0: Our first game, um, which why I call a magic hearing, it's kind of like a little spin on a magic hearing. Is basically, you know, what so, sound, music, um, it's not a song, anything from like a Disney ride in the, or, or movie or in the park. Yeah, uh, I don't know necessarily your favorite or or but something maybe you have a connection to, or just something you enjoy.
4: I mean, I don't know. Um, I've always been, it's going to come as such a surprise to you guys, uh, a big fan of the, um, ride music for Haunted Mansion. Um, and for years, like pre-internet was trying to track down different music cues just to like catalog for my own listening enjoyment. Um, but most recently I found, uh, a channel on YouTube that has a like three hour loop of the music that you hear as you enter Galaxy's Edge. Oh, Oh, cool. And that to me is, um, it's uh, sonically very, uh, it's like, like the change of a season almost um, because for Disneyland park, as you kind of come down rivers of America and you make that little soft left turn into yeah. galaxy's edge, all of the noise of the park kind of drops away and yeah. you just hear that music cue as you enter in. You don't and hear the Mark Twain or the No, like it's yeah. so weird. It's like everything just gets really quiet because that piece of music is very, uh, it's a subtle score. Um, but I really like listening to that. And I, I like have it on my phone and we'll like throw it on if I'm driving somewhere just to like, yeah. it kind of like, uh, you know, Playing a song that you've heard a bunch of times before, where like yeah. you can kind of ignore some of it or dig into it a little bit more, and it's it's got like a a bit of both for me. it's like yeah. uh comfortable music, but also like kind of no other ride in the park um or land in the park has that like I'm gently being ushered into a different place, yeah right, yeah, I was. I was telling
1: Jason, um, some of our friends, they recorded our, a walkthrough and I was wearing my headphones while working in the garage and stuff. And you hear all the talking and the, the, the sounds of Disneyland mm-hmm. and it's, it's, you don't hear it really if you don't wear the headphones. But when you wear the headphones and you concentrate and you can hear all the different sounds, it's, it's actually really neat. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I've kind of been a fan of all of the Disneyland soundtracks for a really long time. Yeah. I remember in the early days of the internet, there used to be a music streaming platform called Live 365. Hmm. And there was a channel... Gosh, I'm trying to think of what it was. Oh, it was called E-Ticket Radio. (laughs) And it was literally music cues from every Disneyland attraction, plus like sounds walking down Main Street, riding the the train around the park. It had everything. It had, you know, Walt's opening day speech. It had, uh, you know... Please keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the ride at all times, and please Senator watch your children.
2: The exactly, yeah. all
4: of it. And it was like a weirdly comforting uh, soundtrack for like those times when you couldn't get to the park. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Long yeah. before having an annual pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: so cool.
3: Greetings, program.
1: This is all his design. He wanted a new piece on the board to change the game. The The only way to win is not to play.
2: Enjoy the drink. All right. All right, so do we, what's the game? Do we like take a drink or something? (laughs) I told you I'm getting, this alcoholic now, man. It's it's (laughs) gonna get weird.
0: The. the next game... Well, I mean, really, the drinking's for the whole video, which I'll explain it in the... Oh, it's so, <laughs> not for us, so we don't get to
2: drink. With our, it's it's our our for people drink do?
0: along with us. It's for our viewers. But I'll explain it again here on this one, because it ties yeah. in with this game because of the name. Um, which, uh, which we'll have the wheels here. So basically, uh, we call it Bruce Guy Rectify, which is... Uh, a take on Blue Sky. So, um, Blue uh, Armchair Imagineering. We will basically take a ride, whatever ride you get from either Disneyland or, or DCA, and you have to try to make it better somehow. Ooh. A ride or a restaurant, actually, food wise <laughs> mm-hmm. or something to make a change. Um, so, uh, yeah, we usually just say if you are watching this at home and we happen to take a drink. You can drink along with us and then have a good time. Okay. Yeah, okay. So on this game, we will all take turns. We usually take two turns, but there's four of us. We'll see how long it takes. um, Oh, fun. So (laughs) first thing, we we choose a park. Uh, Well, it randomly chooses a park. And then we will choose, like I said, a ride or a uh, restaurant. And our guest gets to go first. So...
4: (laughs) Well, and spin that wheel. I will spin spin it. Spin that
2: wheel. Spin it. Spin it.
4: Big money, big money. No whammies.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Stop. Good
4: Good place to start.
1: Uh,
0: Steve's only gotten it once. He's not going to get it this time.
4: Anybody want to take bets that it'll land on Haunted Mansion?
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Explore canoes. Explore canoes i don't know what you can do oh. there but
4: <laughs> how to make it better or oh. i mean get rid of the people who oh. can't follow instructions there you go yeah. no. you mean we have to work at this ride row,
1: yeah. row, row, row,
0: row.
4: it's i always feel so bad for the cast members on that too because they are clearly yeah. doing all the work yeah exactly well that is an acceptable answer
0: yeah I was to say, <laughs>
4: sink them um, fun. Far-
1: <laughs> I would go through Tom uh, Sawyer's Island, go through a cave or something
4: Yeah, yeah <clears> that could be fun, to you know, rather than just having it be open water the whole time although honestly, yeah. because it's kind of out there on its own I hear it now, somebody gets their arm caught as it bumps <laughs> against a cave wall, etc, cetera, etc cetera. Um <laughs> yeah yeah maybe out. the move would be to put it on a track
2: i would yeah,
4: make it autopia of
2: rivers of america i would just throw in live piranhas in the water <laughs> just to really make it something <laughs> literally you keep different. your hands inside at all times <laughs> you, know, you know maybe the cast members can chill out a little bit when there's an element of danger and everyone's not so focused on Their performance you know i don't think it's fake like on uh jungle cruise and it'd be like oh those are fake piranhas oh for
0: sure (laughs) that would happen okay okay yeah that's true all right uh jeff you can go next let's go oh
2: okay Cool. cool cool i like it let's go it's gonna land on something i don't care about yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a small world. Oh, yes, 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 yes. How would I make it better? I wouldn't. I love it. I lo- My grandparents uh, back in the 70s, I think, or 80s broke down. On, it's a small world. And um, thankfully, they didn't drown themselves in, in the water. Uh, but it was it is two feet. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, they may have tried. I don't know. Uh, but how to make it better. Um, I, I actually really love that ride and I love it for a very specific reason. This is hard for me to, how would I improve it? Because I think it is like from a narrative perspective, I think it is so undervalued as a ride because you kind of start off, everyone's separate, everyone's doing their own thing and there's appreciation for different cultures and worlds. I love that. But the, there's a There's a crescendo that happens like from at at the very end when The minute you kind of take this twisty turn and then it's like boom Everyone's dressed in white and gold and everyone still has their distinctiveness in their cultures but They're all together. They're hmm. all together So it's it's both an appreciation for the separateness and the uniqueness of culture, but then it is just it, it, everyone's together singing the same song. There's a unity, and yet an appreciation for differences. I don't know if that's what was designed, or I'm sure it was. I'm sure that was very like specific, and that I, I think that that is something that we don't have in, in today's culture. It's either. Divisiveness and differences or it's homogeny and just we're all but there's there's still a both and thing about that ride Which I find just fascinating and beautiful Yeah, maybe they can throw a coat of paint on it <laughs> So
4: I mean, mean if I can weigh right. in on
2: this one, I would
4: say too. Yeah, um I feel like they've introduced a lot of new Pixar characters mm. and Oh Stylistically, yeah. they don't fit And so I would pull those. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Give me all the Mary Blair goodness that you got. (laughs) I'm with you. Okay. Thank you.
1: Hide the ceiling. Yeah. That was my Mm. thing. Oh, no,
2: no. That's Splash Mountain. (laughs) Oh, on Disney World, not land, but world. I looked up. I'm like, those are tiles that I see at Walmart. Yeah. You know, oh, if you want to think like, oh, it was, that hurt.
1: All right. Okay, All so right. You. All yeah, right. I, I already know I'm. I'm gonna get California Adventure again. So <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, hoping nope. you did oh, not. it. Yes! <laughs>
0: no one has gotten it. I mean, I'm gonna get it.
1: Yeah. Let's see. You get Snow, snow White. white. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, they already changed everything. I already changed it, but day. that. But doesn't mean you can't change it more. Um. I don't know. I, I haven't been on since the changes. <laughs> uh, I really don't know what... That is not make acceptable. It better? What? <laughs> what? I didn't hear what you said. I said that's not acceptable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you want, another, um, you want another spin? No, no, it's okay. Maybe um, have a section where it goes a little faster, like if you're in the mine and you're trying to I don't know. So make it like the Florida mine train. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would like that. I would be cool yeah. to have it, Disneyland For sure.
4: I'll tell yeah. you what, I have been campaigning for them to do that to the Matterhorn for like the last five years. Really? Oh, <laughs> how much better would the Matterhorn be if it was I like know. the mine train? I mean, honestly, yeah, I mean, sure. one, one of these days is going to come time where they have to
0: take apart that and it's never going to be able to be built the same way. So <laughs> I mm-hmm. think that would be an acceptable replacement for sure. Yeah.
1: This is fun. All right. It's my go. turn. Cut. DCA. DCA. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, corndog castle. Yeah, again. <laughs> no, uh,
2: Power Round. Oh. I don't even know what that is. That's I was about the, to say the same. That's, That's the, the death um, wheel
0: yeah ferris wheel <laughs> oh oh okay what could we do differently um i don't know put some better lighting like on the actual vehicles because it's like nothing really there i mean nothing Minute like at night it, yeah but like inside of it like something that you could play with like i don't know interactive maybe sure. You can play with (laughs) like yeah that's something to do while you're sitting there just looking around but maybe you can have an interactive part
2: here's like different sounds dude here's what's bothering me where's goofy sky school oh it's right here never mind it's there oh what if i got that (laughs) what if i got that i'll tell you right now you know what i would say make it longer (laughs) make Make it it, make it a two-hour ride
4: Turn it back to Mulholland-Max. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> those, those are fighting words with uh, this goofy guy over here.
2: But, uh, I'll tell you what, the, well.
4: the first and only time that I rode that ride, I thought I was going to die.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I looked like you're going so right off the edge. Mm. No, yeah. But my my reason was because I'm sitting there in line, and I'm like, "Well, oh, gosh, oh, okay. And then the people that were working there, were free, like, they kept looking around and it was one of the best compliments I've ever had. Cause I'm, Oh, I'm goofy sky school. <laughs> oh, I'm yearning for some learning. And they're like, and one of them said, Oh, Oh, it's you they're, They said, I thought it, I thought we had a new recording and I, <laughs> I almost, I think I almost broke down in tears. I was like, did you mean, did you mean that? You know, it was. Whoa, oh, clay now, and I was like, you know, it was, it was awesome. So that was that was my experience, Goofy skies. Well, awesome. All right, sorry. Everyone. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've only heard that story a couple of times now, so like... I know. <laughs> I know. If you want to learn, if you want to hear it a third time or a fourth, then you can wait until you get that
0: like bride chosen for you. <laughs> It's okay. Okay. Uh, All right, Derek, your turn again. Disneyland again.
1: Haunted Mansion.
0: (laughs) Oh, just passed.
4: Oh, well, Ah, we just been there. Come on. Do
0: it again. Do it again.
4: Well, there you go. Okay. Rise of the Resistance. there's a lot going on in that ride. And I feel like I understand what they were trying to accomplish, but I feel like they missed the mark a little bit. So like all of the, you know, let's load the prisoners in here and there and talk to them, you know, harshly and whatnot. There's like, there's something about that queue line. Once you're inside, that just does not feel right. Doesn't feel, feel like i'm in a star wars mm. <laughs> you know what i mean well like the first part
0: is like you get to the see all these stormtroopers in this window and then they're like okay go over there but you're like yeah they want to push you, to you through second. that
4: experience as quickly as possible Yeah, yeah. which is you know it's fine because the longer you stand there the more you're like oh okay these are all mannequins yeah um i don't know that it's just like the I feel like maybe it's the timing of everything that is a little off because there's no, there's no urgency to anything that goes on in the ride outside hmm. of like the cues that are being given to you. So it's like, you know, they cut the door open, you burst through the wall and it's like, hurry, hurry, get onto this transport. And then you sit there for <laughs> You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I I mean, I get it. Like you got to give people time and they got to make sure that everybody's uh, seat belted in and safe and whatever. But at the same time, uh, I think you're like setting yourself up for a bit of failure by having this forced frenzy and then a wait, and then another forced, um you know exchange and then await Mm -hmm. so it it always feels like you're kind of like false starting with everything so i would i would get the timing to feel a little bit better and then um i would say that the hux animatronic needs his hair combed because it is every time (laughs) i've seen it literally every time i've seen it (laughs) And I don't know it's if it's because one. of that big sweeping motion he does when, when Kylo Ren is like, they're already here. Like, put up the shields, whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's like this big head sweep. And I don't know if the wig just kind of keeps flipping. And I don't know. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. come on. This, it's Hollywood. We have the technology. Yeah. Um, get him some gel or something. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. spray that. I would kind of fix that.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't know. I just I feel like the pacing is off. It's
0: mm-hmm. funny how you you know you're saying, and it's true. Like the wait, the hurry up and wait part, but then when it connects onto the drop down, like it goes clicks, and then you're like, we're already dropping. Like that seems like it needs to be longer. Like can we make sure this thing is attached properly? Like I, I you can hear it clicking there. Yeah, but,
4: I mean that's the, that's the only thing that we've got is well, yeah. That and it's not really dropping all that far. No, it's not, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is the beauty of all of those rides. That drop is like inches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if all it, right. Ky- Kylo
1: Ren, well,
4: he's also when a uh, um, yeah, he's it's, it's interesting how good, um. The, I can't think of his name right now. The animatronic in Smuggler's like, Run. Smuggler's, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. How good Hondo. that one is.
4: Hondo. yeah. Yeah. How good Hondo Tanaka is. And yet, and like you really see more of the physicality of that character because he doesn't have like the yeah. big robe and the, all the stuff like hiding everything. And Kylo just seems so, I mean, granted, Adam Driver's like... <laughs> he's a stout dude um yeah but his his animatronic feels even more like yeah clunky and robotic yeah it's definitely not the same type
1: of animatronic yeah when i when i first saw that i was like what what is that (laughs) what's he doing (laughs) it's
0: like you know a pirate's Animatronic versus the Navajo. What is it? The Well, the, oh, the, the Navi, Navi, to, Navi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Night, night and day. For sure. All right, Jeff. All right, let's do it. I'm going to get California Adventure. I could feel it. Oh, uh, no. Nope. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm just more familiar with Disney than California because I've only been... Last time I've been was... Uh, about a year ago and
1: oh wait where great <laughs> moments with mr lincoln
2: oh oh that's the well shoot okay that's <laughs> tough because i kind of like you know i have fond memories of being like five yeah. years old and and going to see and I'm like, the the, the pre- it was just lincoln you know at the time to- you know and uh, well
4: My goodness, this is tough. I don't know. The the easy answer is you make the chairs more comfortable.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's it. That's what I'm going with. I think I
0: I had this one, and I creative
2: question. For me, I
0: I I want him to be more
2: interactive. For Mm. sure, and all that stuff. But that's you know maybe let's make the air can. I know a lot of people will go there when it's hot. And it's like let's let's go take a break and let's go you know whether it's the hall of presidents or lincoln i'm like okay let's make the let's make the air conditioning ice cold <laughs> that would be the for me i don't but
0: know But like how cool would it be if it was almost like like turtle time with crush and you could go in he'll yeah. talk to you and like you can ask him questions about whatever in history i don't know seems kind of cool that would like be just fun. a more
2: interactive animatronic altogether, too. Just mm-hmm.
0: make I mean, all, around,
2: you know, and... it was. So let's talk about AI. Like that might be something in the future in which it it is more interactive.
4: Yeah, you know? I feel like they could never get away with it because of the implications of a president saying something. Well, I, well,
0: yeah, AI version, but you could have somebody sitting back there talking. Yeah, to no, but I
2: agree. Like you can't do that, and then. How many times does somebody ask a stupid question or something, just trying to get a Mm -hmm. response they want, and be like, "I'm sorry, I cannot answer such a thing," you know? (laughs) And then it would be just a show of, "I'm sorry, I can't answer this." Yeah, Yeah. it would. It can't be done.
1: That's
0: like when we were kids and we went to show. Next question,
2: please. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but
0: you type in it was like the very beginning of AI. You type in a question and it would we would always try to get it to say something and be like billy bob cannot say that. <laughs> yeah. Billy Bob. Yeah. That's still was the name of the character. So.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Steve. All right. California banjo. Yeah. There I, you go. Oh, no. Uh, let's see. Ariel undersea adventure how to make Wait, that it w-
2: better that wasn't that's
1: the haunted mansion of undersea yeah yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> i would actually make that the sub ride
2: what that's do you mean? In california adventure i totally yeah. blanking out mm-hmm. okay yeah it's across from
1: the water the pond
0: yeah okay. i've been
2: on it yeah i just okay
1: yeah, I'd, I'd maybe switch it. Maybe have that as the sub ride. What well, uh, What do you mean? No, yeah. like the theming so,
0: of of submarines. Yeah,
1: the the theming.
4: Yeah.
0: Which weirdly you
4: know, I, is kind of yeah. more in line with what the submarine ride was like early on, when they used to yeah. actually have live mermaids that right. would swim in the it, the tank with you. Exactly. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. So you're, That's I mean, you're not actually approving that ride. You're you're right changing <laughs> submarines.
1: Basically. No, I, changing that to a submarine right I know, but you're 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 taking submarines and putting it over there.
2: But, the answer is live mermaids. That's yeah, what I yeah. want. <laughs> submarines 2.0. Uh, yeah, it's just I, I, some, we'll, some we'll real mermaids time. in the thing. And...
0: Steve, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Oh, um, uh, see? No. Okay, let's see. You get the same. Yeah, yeah let's, let's see if we can wrap this up with a nice
2: bow here. Let's yeah. do it. I think so. Let's do it. This is it. I uh, feel it. No, it's not. I've oh. this before.
1: And you can yeah, always yeah. you no. Know, you
2: can always respin.
1: Yeah, he got that before.
0: I mean, okay. So my answer is better food because there's yeah. not much there. Well, shit. <laughs>
4: he, he can't same, too, you can't use so. the same you can't use the same answer twice yeah
0: <laughs> well, I, mean, spinning, it, I would say uh they should have beer but they just opened a beer thing right next to it so is um, it still the same it's still the same pretty okay. much it's just, um I think they, San things, so cute. they took that beer truck they had and they moved that next to it mm. so i I don't know. There's nothing wrong with it. There's, there's good food there. Just more, more selections. So that, that's, that goes for anything, really. Any of these restaurants, better selections. You're fired. I know. Fire <laughs> <Fires>. <laughs> I fired myself.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. Sorry. Better food. <laughs> oh, All right. That's not finest. just better, but just more food, more options. And more we can
2: full circle. Okay, everyone. <laughs>
0: all right well Ooh. i'm sorry that was a down note
2: <laughs> hey look they can't all be winners no. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. we had fun all right let's all how can we how can we uh, i always how can we end on a note that's more goodbye <laughs> <laughs> damn it i should have said star wars themed food
0: <laughs> well okay
2: yeah, yeah. we'll put it this way Let's circle around to the, some of the, the earlier conversations about art, about you know, about how uh, we're we're a Disney podcast. You, you know, you can actually we tell talk about how Disney, long so. this
1: podcast has been <laughs> because now Derek is dark.
2: He's <laughs> not <laughs> no, no. Derek in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. I mean, Let <laughs> yeah. me
4: tell you my answers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's no turning back now. That's right. <laughs> I don't even know what I was gonna say. Hey, maybe it's about um this let's talk the okay. Here it is. Boom, popped in my head. The aesthetic of Disney, something artistic about Disney. Whether it's a ride, whether it's just Maybe you saw a texture on a wall. I don't know. Whenever you're at Disney and you see something, because theme parks are art, right? It's an experience, sure. it, it invokes emotion. What would you say? Doesn't have to be just one thing. Doesn't have to be like the thing, but just let's recall one thing about Disney that has just inspired us or moved us in our own lives, um, whether it's art. Or whatever it is vocationally we do. Think of think of one thing about Disney, the aesthetic, the art of Disney, and how it has um, inspired you all to move out into the world and to maybe we'll say this help others. Hmm. There's there's
4: a lot to unpack there. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just what inspires you about Disney? We'll put it it
4: like that. I think uh, something that a lot of people take for granted about visiting a Disney theme park is the amount of time and energy that's been put into inconsequential experiences. And as you were loading up the question, I was reminded about how there used to be... uh, Or there may still be. I just haven't seen them in a long time. There used to be a remote controlled trash can outside of Tomorrowland. I remember that. And it's dumb. It's the silliest idea because it's such a pinch point for the park, right? Yeah. And yet, I've like, I remember walking past it and thinking, like, that is just so silly and smiling about it and seeing little kids smile about it. And it's not a ride and it's not a, like a Disney IP that they're, you know, convincing mom and dad to buy a doll of, or a t-shirt or whatever. Right. But it's a little like micro transaction that they've created solely for the intention of bringing joy to people in the park in an unexpected place. And I think, that is like a a good thing that we can kind of bring into our own lives. I love that. Nice. All right. yeah, I think I we're think done. to do enough of
0: that. <laughs> in fact, they've,
2: they've gotten away there. from I doing some good. of that. But no, seriously, that's good. I think that's. Yeah. I think that is well said and. I don't think we're not going to top that. So let's end there. <laughs> no, it's fine. All right. No, yay! Good, 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 good conversation. Wonderful conversation today. I feel I thought that we did. I mean, wonderful having you. And yeah, this was a lot of fun. And and yeah, please yeah. let's come back. Please, you know. I don't.
0: I don't think I. You shared your your stuff here. There so we go. Share
2: yeah. it. But All I'm also right. going to put it in the description down below as well.
4: Yeah, pop on over, watch a video, subscribe, become a patron. How
1: how did you get the name Van Oaks?
4: So the neighborhood that I live in uh, back in the day was called Van Eyes, Right. And about 20 years ago, the neighborhood petitioned the city to redraw the lines and to include it as part of another city called Sherman Oaks. Right. And when I moved into this house, the neighbor across the street came over and said, welcome to Van Oaks. <laughs> and it's stuck. Stuck. Yeah. yeah.
1: I love it. That's a cool story. Yeah. Sorry, All Van right. Oaks chewing on stuff That's next to me. Your dog, I hear, I hear.
2: No, <laughs> <clears throat> Yo, Jason, you gonna take us out or are we gonna do that later? I'm gonna take later? you out. Not I'm right. gonna take <laughs> you out. That's
0: like, cool. Um, yeah, so. Again, Derek, thank you for being on. Um, Thank you, Derek. Yeah, thanks for having me. Again, you'll find his links in the description below. And be sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and family. Let us know what you want us to talk about, who you want us to interview. Let us know how we're doing. Um, You can actually leave us a voicemail and... Um, We can play it on the next show if you have something constructive you wanted to say, or if you have a note for somebody, whatever.
2: Don't say that. It's gonna be all for me. (laughs) It's gonna be like (laughs) shut Jeff
0: up. (laughs) um, But you can find that going to our links. Uh, Again, we'll put them down in description below too. And um, you know, basically go discovermagic.com and take you to our link tree, and you can find all links there. And, uh, again, we have this on video and audio anywhere you find your favorite podcast or on my channel, which you're probably watching this on right now. Um, So, that being said, we will uh, see you guys next time.
1: All right.
3: End of line.